I'm recording. And John, you made sure that Audio Hijack's recording the microphone that you want it to be using, right? That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Yeti stereo mic. That should be okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Good old stereo mic. I like that guy. Mm. I hate mo- I hate mono mic. I hate mono mic. Yeah. Yeah. You never want to kiss that guy. No. <laughs> and yet I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got back from a tech conference, though. I was at the last ever Coco Love conference. Oh, the last ever. I'm tired. Wow. Uh, why? So, what were you doing there? Do they? I spoke. Do they know who you Closing are? Closing it down. <laughs> I, uh, and they're I, like, no they, one can top, top this, so they just set fire to the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, actually, underscore David Smith went on right after me. He was the final talk, and he did so well that they were like, it's done. Um, but it was good. Uh, but I, uh, there was this ongoing pessimistic vibe that indie developer conferences were all going to die out really? <laughs> yeah well there there mm. are fewer there was a, a heyday i feel like a few years ago and heyday yeah uh that's my favorite candy bar by the way pop pop um <laughs> and it seems like since then they have they've begun to dwindle a little bit although they're still you still got your ool your whatever the one they do in the park <laughs> I don't get the invited Yosemite to any. One? I don't get invited to any of these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I applied to Coco Love. Ah, let's see. So that's, nobody invited me. Yeah, that's that's probably proactive as opposed to just waiting around, twiddling my thumbs, <laughs> hoping my genius will be recognized. I've been telling you to apply yourself more. Mm. I haven't been listening. The uh, role of Lex Freeman will be played by John Moltz today. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who do I get to be? Yeah, I don't know. I think my uh, my technical difficulties have made me giddy or something. I'm not sure what's going on. Dan, you're playing Chunt. <laughs> Chunt's up with that. I am Usador. Okay, nope, nope. <laughs> Go on. They're going to sue us. It's cool. No, yeah, yeah, right. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you a question. Hit me. Uh, are you relieved that you won't have to buy an Apple car? <laughs> oh, I thought that nothing had happened, but yeah, that happened. Sort of. Yeah, I, sort of I not happened, but had been reported. I... I think it must be annoying to be Apple. I mean, not the having billions and billions of dollars thing. Yeah, that's the part sucks. where it's probably super annoying. It's a, a problem that Donald Trump will never have to have. Anyway, so uh, it's, you know, the problem of, hey, a thing we never said we were doing, they now say we're not doing. And that's a story. Uh, it sounds to me like they did some R&D and they decided that it wasn't for them. Right. To make a yeah, car, yeah. Know? It's all about the Fine media framing of it is is really difficult because they are, you know, they are closely scrutinized, and so what we take as a given may not be the case. That said, it does seem like you know they did some R and D, as you said, but it also seems like there is a certain amount of uh, pivoting happening. Just if only for right. the people who are you know were on the team and are now not on the team. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, unclear uh, if that's like a regular thing or, you know, like it's possible that this, all these machinations happened when they were working on the earlier projects that b- the scrutiny just wasn't there. So we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, I, so I have two sort of feelings right. about this and one is, was articulated by John Kirk on Twitter where he was talking about how the iPhone was basically supposed to start out of the iPad. Right. And then they decided, no, it's actually better as a phone. We're going to start with a phone first. So this is this is to a certain degree the kind of stuff that just happens 
it's the kind of stuff that you do when you're coming up with things like this. But the second thought is like, okay, if they're not doing a car, like what real products are they going to be introducing in the future? Cause that's not, you know, that's not an end user the way that is framed now as like a system that will be, you know, it's, used it's by not, other car it's manufacturers. Not it's not a product that end users will. Yeah. Consume. I totally agree with that. That's the weird part of it to me is like, if the end result is we're going to work with a partner to deliver what, like a, a car with sort of like an Apple operating system in it. Like that's, yeah. it's a little odd. It's not something that they've done before. No, it's like the Motorola rocker, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. The rocker of cars, which was what everybody really <laughs> oh, <I> wanted. <laughs> oh, I love my cars with it. It reminds me of the rental car I had that had a uh, phone keypad on it on the dashboard. And it was just mm. like that. That is the future right there. <laughs> Uh, the dash yeah. is just a you the, know an original ipod the best part of the rocker car is when tim cook has to demo it on stage and then just drives it off the stage in anger <laughs> johnny ive will not be present for that demo it's it seems weird well i also i have a hard time distinguishing what this is if it's not you know they already have carplay right and carplay mm-hmm. carplay is not it's it seems like at least it has the virtue of being compatible with a bunch of different cars as opposed to making a partnership where presumably it will only at least to start I'm guessing be available in a single in line of cars. Line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not I like mean, people are going to go out and like buy a car probably because it has Apple integration. So so I guess the other the other way of looking at it is exactly the rocker though that that um they start out that way and then they build yes. a car. And then they buy a car company, and then that was my thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, although I will say Dan made an interesting, um, you know, he he misspoke at first, and he said car pay, and I bet if Apple <laughs> ever does have a car, it, it'll pay your tolls via car via car pay. I bet that's how it'll work. <laughs> that was a long way to go for that joke. You know, God. you know, you know. The last time I was in really New Jersey, took a toll I got screwed. On me. I got screwed by Siri because I didn't. When we got the rental car, I did not get the um, that pass. For the tolls, which I now regret. I'm sorry. But, um, screwed by Siri sounds like a Lifetime movie. So so I'm driving down the highway. I'm driving down the highway. And Siri, you know, like Siri says, stay left. And I'm like, you know, oh, I guess I got to veer off left sometime soon. And she basically just like got me all the way in the left lane. And then the toll thing came up. And I was just like, I'm zooming through the thing where you're supposed to have the, you know, that's supposed to take a picture of your um yeah pass. you did the easy pass only lane i did the easy pass only lane i did not have the easy pass <laughs> no that's did the you easy and, so, and when you do that with a rental car the rental car company screws you. yeah they really do <laughs> it was like four, they took like yeah. 40 bucks on top of like the fee that i had to pay that is like that is pretty the ridiculous. convenience fee now if that ever happens to our listeners i would like to point out you can typically call and get some of that waived just that's, so this yeah. is true it's just I'm a busy guy, Lex. I got things God. to do. You know what? John Moltz <laughs> is a busy guy. One of the things he doesn't have time to do is, you know, wear uh, suits that need to get tailored and everything else. He wants to buy, like all good humans, custom fitting suits. Talk, think about how nice it is to get a measured suit versus a generic off the rack suit. All right, I have I have done the Indochino. That's who this spot is for. I've done the Indochino ordering process, and it's actually kind of fun. I enjoyed forcing my wife to, um, you know, measure all these different <laughs> appendages my of my body. And, uh, but no, she she actually, it, it's, I will say, the online ordering process for Indochino is extremely cool. They have videos that show you each step of the way, like, here's how you're going to measure this thing, and here's how you're going to measure this thing. And, like, 
it truly felt like my wife was a tailor. You do need a partner, so make sure you have some kind of friend who is willing to measure you. But Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands, and they're making it easy for men to get great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's what you're going to do. You visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements. Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn just four weeks later. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com if you enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free, and your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. So I think you're going to be satisfied. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor ever again. Get ready to look like a million bucks, but it's only going to cost you $389. Indochino.com promo code rebound. Thanks, Indochino. And thank you, John Maltz, for the incredible segue setup. I really uh, appreciate I'll measure you, Dan, if you'll measure me. Oh, man. This sounds like a murder-suicide <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> You say that like it's a bad thing. As long as we're talking about new uh, Apple products that may or may not be actual Apple products. Did you guys see this thing about the e-ink keyboard? No. Oh, no. So there's a company called, uh, I think it's called Sonder. Um, and essentially, they've been working on a prototype of building a keyboard that uh, has a bunch of keys that are essentially e-ink displays. And there was some rumor going around um that apple was in talks to acquire them um and clearly this whatever i think their prototype is is clearly patterned on a uh you know a apple wireless keyboard um mm. and this of course i mean i don't know if you guys were remember back there was a keyboard called the was the optimus um probably about i don't know probably close to 10 years ago now that was sort of supposed to be like a ol oled keyboard with customizable could you, could you keys. buy it through amazon prime uh, i knew you were going to say it you are playing the role of lex freeman today <laughs> i was counting the seconds it's okay oh, this is I'll, cool. I'll wait okay no, of no. course it's, it's ahead, a, i mean caller. it's exactly the technology that that you expect apple would want to be able to do on the desktop right it's it's what ios keyboards do and being able to give you a contextual keyboard that makes sense for exactly what you're doing makes total sense, right? So here's what the special characters are. Here's your emoji to choose from. Like, it makes total sense. It's yeah. inevitable. Whether they buy this company or not, it's inevitable that one day that's what Apple's keyboards will do. That's I tend, my I tend to agree. I mean, it seems like this it's be, getting to I would the use point. the hell out of this. Because I hate going to that little keyboard thing to try and figure out what the key combinations are for certain things. Mm-hmm. No, it's not as bad as say, being on a Windows machine if you've ever tried to, like make like an accent on a windows machine <laughs> that is that when is one of the worst the, experiences ever when they show the close-up on this uh sonderdesign.com website um it doesn't look awesome like i don't love the way those kind of hollow mm-hmm. keycaps look but you figure I, I honestly i just the part i don't understand is why would apple have to buy them right this doesn't seem yeah like, right right i it couldn't build like this but though. apple could yeah <laughs> yeah that's a fair point i don't know if they have some sort of technology that they uh or you the know patent, they might just guess, want the they might patented. just want the they might want the people yeah. you never know yeah, right. they they make it people. at Foxconn that's interesting yeah um, the Guardian claimed that there was actually like that that Tim Cook met with the guy who founded it but that's you know kind of a 
that could mean any number of different things, right? It doesn't necessarily mean acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it's interesting because, especially because now we're, you know, we're once again sort of on the cusp of, are we going to see new MacBooks with that sort of crazy touch bar thing, right? Like, it seems right. like that I sort of customizability. Um, I got a bet on that I don't think you're, ever, you're never going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, at the rate we're going, Sonder it's never keyboard, You have to assume that, you know, Apple's going to continue innovating in various and sondery ways. <laughs> Taking back the crown. <laughs> Did Dan die? <laughs> he just left. <laughs> I think Dan is gone. <laughs> Bleep bloop. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he was trying to leave, but I, he couldn't, find, I, couldn't I just, find the button. Nope. Couldn't find the button. <laughs> <laughs> he was shocked into silence, I think is what it was. It turns out that just banging your head against a keyboard does not actually quit Skype. <laughs> does it make e-ink appear? Uh, it makes something appear, but it's... Oh, I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. Doesn't you want, matter you want like. one of these now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I do. I actually wanted one yesterday. Well, they claim that they've got their own, know about it. their own one coming this later this year or 2018. They seem to be divided about whether or not this is an actual thing. <laughs> Some people in the company think it's coming this year. <laughs> Some people think it's coming at the end Some of Some of them year. think they're making a car. So really, they're all over the place here. <laughs> I want to attend their project management meetings. They're, those are and not that is meetings. not something that I say very often. <laughs> There's a lot of drinking. That's, that's about it. <laughs> bitter, bitter recriminations and drinking. It sounds like my meetings. That's um, the name of my podcast. Um... Uh, so I thought you were going to actually with the prime joke, which was, it was fine. It was fine. It was all right. Whatever. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you also saw this news about, or this, uh, suggestion, these two Goldman Sachs guys who suggest, or I think, well, analysts or, I don't know what their jobs are. I don't know. What's anybody Goldman Some guys. Sachs do? Um, suggesting that Apple should do like a prime like service. Uh, essentially like a subscription service where you get hardware and access to some of their services like Apple Music and uh-huh. stuff for like a monthly fee, which seems, uh, I, I doubt that's something that's actually going to happen given that this is just the the wild speculations of a pair of Wall Street Bankers. analysts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was at least an interesting idea in an otherwise sort of dull news cycle <laughs> yeah i mean everybody seems to think that eventually no one will be paying for hardware at all well it's and weird that because it's, that everything is going to be services from now on we've gone in like 180 degrees from that where you know when you bought a phone you were like subsidizing it via the carrier right. and now it feels like you're actually just generally buying phones more or less outright or i guess you know on installment plans um so i don't know is are we moving closer to that or farther away from that I don't know. I doesn't. I would rather pay for things. You know, I would rather, <laughs> rather not pay for things, for things at all if that's an option. Um, but yeah, um, but. I don't. I can't see a world yet. I I can't see the, the the most consumers being willing to treat computers the way they do phones today. Like I don't think people are going to say, "Hey, I'll pay you," because <laughs> it would have to be a lot more, right? Like I'll pay you two hundred dollars a month for the privilege of having my computer, and I can trade it up after X number of years. Like, well, the lease, know. but if you lease, like, or whatever, I think those are leases, right, or whatever they are, the, you can get you can get financed. Well, yeah, when you do the financing, get, I think that it's it's 
pay to own, isn't it? Isn't it like you're a payment plan? I think so. I think so. But it's but it's only like I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that much. It's not two hundred bucks a month. Well, it's only. I mean, if it depends on what the period is, right? If you assume a computer right. is good for like three years, four years, you know, then you can probably divide that up into reasonable payments. I mean, people don't and trade John up Maltz their phone. His every... iMac is good for like fifteen years. <laughs> it's right. Apple is paying John to use so that far, iMac at so this far, point. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm shooting for ten. Is what I'm really. Is what I'm trying to do here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Select. Let's see what a an eleven hundred dollar iMac live on the air Real-time time price where? iMacs. Where is it? Four installment plans. Oh, uh, oh. riveting podcasting at its best. <laughs> Eighteen months of special financing. Oh come on! Oh, they're not going to tell me. All right. Okay. They used to say. They used to say, right in the little purchase window. Oh. Uh, I saw somebody call the guy. I saw somebody. I'm, I'm switching gears since we don't know. Okay, please do. But I saw somebody postulating a fear. I don't remember if it was. Oh, I think um, Gruber mentioned this on Dairy Fireball. But a fear that the uh, Galaxy Note Seven flight ban could lead to smartphones being banned in general from flight usage, which I don't think will happen. But uh, I, I have. I think previously on the show I said that you know people keep saying, imagine if this were Apple, how much noise we be making. But no, people are making a lot of noise about this. But now I think that I'm wrong because the fact that like the phone is banned and you can get fined one hundred fifty thousand dollars for taking one on the plane, uh, you can get sentenced up to ten years in jail if you take one on a plane. That's a big deal, and I'm surprised it's not even more of a story than it is. Yeah, yeah. I it, well, it seems like one of those things that's. <sighs> It runs into two there's there's two sides of this in the sense that like one, I can understand the safety issue of it, but there is no demonstrable evidence of other like this seems to be a fault related to a particular line of phones rather than a risk of these devices overall, right? So yeah. and, and you know, on the one hand, I can see the argument for airlines saying, Oh man, if we get them to like ban smartphones on all our planes, we can like make them you know, consume all our entertainment <laughs> pay, yeah, and right. stuff and pay through the nose. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, more and more planes ha- or like uh, airlines are offshoring entertainment capabilities to like bring your own iPad and use our app to access in-flight entertainment or providing yeah. Wi-Fi and all that stuff. Like they want to be able, they want to make themselves more attractive. And part of that is letting you use your own devices. So I have to think that some airlines would probably fight such a attempt. Um because I think it would just, they know it would just alienate passengers even further. But at one point we said that Samsung was going to have to abandon the Note name. I think that uh, they're going to have to abandon the Galaxy name. Like, they're going to have to have an all-new product line, I think. Yeah. I don't care if it looks the same, but they're going to have to call it something totally different. That's innovation, is what that is. <laughs> yeah. You guys see the Pixel reviews out this week? <laughs> People love the Pixel. People do. Everybody loves it. Except for hold on, there was a jack. There was a, a uh, wasn't it Christina Warren's piece over at Gizmodo? Well, the Google Pixel is too it, dumb and ugly. She, she oh, sorry, that's it. not Michael Nunez. The Google Pixel yeah. is too dumb and ugly to replace your iPhone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's the less played by uh, Samsung. Less glowing. Yeah, yeah it's well, a, a lot of people bit, liked it. I don't know. I whatever. What's been it's, really interesting is um, people were doing side by side comparisons of the camera. And a variety of people were saying, look, the Pixel camera is even better than the iPhone 7 camera. And then other people were like, no, it's not. It's worse. Looking at the same photo, looking at the same comparative photos. So uh, we've reached peak yeah. photography. 
I think. Yeah, they Matthew that... Panzerino link, showed those two pictures and said, this one, the Samson one looks like piss. <laughs> well, I and think I specifically... I, and I saw maybe a little bit of yellowing, there, but I didn't really... There <laughs> was look one, fine to me. There was one area in that photo. I, I saw the same thing. And there was one area in that photo that did have a weird yellow tint to it. It was like a little bit of sky underneath the bridge. <laughs> I didn't, right. I didn't see it. But oh, it's, 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 it's very noticeable it. once you see I it. I believe you guys see But, like, it. there's let's, no reason the like, that you would necessarily like jump to that conclusion i think it's like one set one little bit of the of the photo to me looks a little bit yellow it's like eh. i still believe and i think that this will soon become even more mainstream once um ios 10 1 goes official versus beta i i feel like i'm bragging when i take pictures in portrait mode and that soon once once 10 1 goes wide that every iphone 7 plus one is going to take photos in portrait mode and they're going to be everywhere but they're like most of the time, when they're not like bad, because if the algorithm messes up, it's bad. When they're not bad, they are markedly better than any other smartphone photo. I agree. Mm-hmm. Too, it feels like you're bragging, people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I, 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 like, it's I wouldn't want to get any other phone now, even if all my apps would work on a Pixel, because like I like this camera mode. It's funny it if you if you I mean if you've never met lex's kids in person i don't want to be too harsh here but like they don't look nearly as good as they look in those photos is all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) okay wow (laughs) now if you want to find photos of cute kids that i haven't taken uh, I want to remind our listeners that Graphic Stock is a subscription-based stock media company that gives you unlimited access to over 300,000 premium photos, illustrations, vectors, and design elements everyone can afford. Even if you just blew a whole bunch of money on a Galaxy Note 7 that they made you return. Great value because it's got an unlimited download model. They have the largest unlimited download library of graphics, photos, vectors, and images available to the creative community. And while most websites like this charge per download, costing as much as $30 per image, which can add up pretty darn quickly... Graphic stock gets you unlimited downloads with your membership for an annual rate. There's no credits, no download limits, and no hidden charges. It's the same premium content you'd find on a more expensive stock site, but at a better price. And they're constantly adding new content to the library so it stays nice and fresh, like John Moltz. Uh, They have simple, unrestricted licensing. During a seven-day free trial, you can download 140 pieces of content. It's 99 bucks for an annual subscription after that, which is less than $10 a month. Everything is 100% royalty-free, even if your subscription gets canceled. And you get unrestricted usage rights for both personal and commercial projects. Keep what you download and maintain usage rights forever. And again, that seven-day free trial, you get 140 pieces of content that you can keep. Exclusive to our listeners, sign up for your seven-day free trial today at graphicstock.com slash rebound. That's graphicstock.com, G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S-T-O-C-K dot com slash rebound for your free seven-day trial. Our sincere thanks to Graphicstock for making that exclusive offer available just to our listeners. Woo! But no, I'm serious, man. The iPhone 7 Plus camera with that portrait mode thing. It's pretty dope. (laughs) It made me love my kids again. (laughs) I mean, love taking pictures of them again. What did I say? Uh, Oh, I don't even remember. So, let me ask you, without perhaps verging too far into realms political... Tim Cook, apparently on a list of possible VP candidates for Hillary Clinton, according to the leaked emails that have been going around. I thought she was. Oh, I thought she had Tim Kaine as her VP back in the day. Before Tim Kaine, the the earlier iteration earlier, of the Tim. Yeah. He was on a he was on a list of some kind. He was on a list, as were Bill and Melinda Gates. Apparently, I don't know if together or separately. That's just confusing. <laughs> you get them both. <laughs> it's a two for package deal. Tag team. 
<laughs> this is him. That's, uh, that's See, that interesting. Yeah. I mean, none of them would ever do it. I think no, that's I a terrible think idea. <laughs> I think they were just brainstorming. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. kind of the no bad ideas in a brainstorm philosophy getting right. proven wrong again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for what the about same, the Dalai yeah. Lama? What about the I'm going to go. Ahead, I'm going to go ahead and say that you don't want anybody who has absolutely no um, experience in politics. <laughs> well, the vice president. I think this election the, has proved that the vice presidency <laughs> isn't important. Come on, nobody cares about the vice presidency. In a way, I think it actually is more important to have experience in politics for the vice vice president. But only if your presidential candidate has no experience. You actually have to. You actually have to like sit in Congress and do stuff. Oh, well, like every once in a while. <laughs> Sure, but still, that's I'm usually just tiebreaker. You can flip a coin and decide that one. Come on. <laughs> Tim doesn't um, flip coins. Yeah, I feel like if Tim Cook were selected, he uh, would decline. That's my guess. I would think so too. He would make everyone wear Apple watches, though. Everyone in the country. Well, uh, the agents of Shield already wear Apple watches. Yeah, which is so. which is a documentary, as we all know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> government agency, right there. Come on, secret. I saw my uh, I saw my first Apple Watch Air Maze edition in the wild. Oh, now, I thought you said being... Air Maze, and I'm like, what is an Air Maze? It's like a so maze really made out of air. It. It's a yeah. It's corn but maze the, season. The, the, the Air Maze. Air mazes are cheaper. And here's what killed me. The person wearing it, who was actually uh, Georgia Dow from Imore, um, did not have one of the Hermes only faces on the watch. And like, that's the only part of the Hermes watch that I'm really jealous of is I want one of those Hermes mm. faces and you can't yeah. get them if you don't have it. And she wasn't even using it, if you can imagine. I can imagine. That's and she strange. said, she asked, she said to me, hasn't somebody hacked so that you can get one of those faces on an Apple watch that's not the Hermes edition watch? I said, as far as I knew, no. So listeners, if you know a way to hack one of those faces on, let me know. <laughs> Somebody suggested that you could take a screenshot of that and then use a photo face, but the photo faces all put digital <laughs> numbers on there. Yeah, so right. you would have the analog face like a frozen a time. time superposed. So literally your watch would only be right twice a day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this raises a question for me. Um, what watch face do you guys use right now? Let's turn this back into the Apple Watch podcast we always knew Yay! it could be. I have been using a bit some of the time. The Mickey Mouse face in classic mode, which is when you Ooh. turn Mickey into black and white, Ooh. because my kids like that if I turn on the sound, Wait which I usually do not, oh, have, yeah. they can tap yeah. them and hear the time. And then when I get embarrassed that Mickey Mouse is on my watch or I feel like I'm selling out to corporate America, then I switch back <laughs> to uh, utility. You sometimes feel like you're selling? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, oh, classic, no classic mode, black and white, Mickey? Yeah. Say what? Is that the setting yeah. someplace? So people don't know this, but if you customize Mickey yeah. or Minnie, you can, you know, when you get into the like the tweaking things, when you spin the crown, it can change Mickey from color to what they call classic, which is black and white. And if you do it on Minnie, you can change Minnie's dress to like 30 different color oh, combinations. Wait, red. Wait a minute. Classic, there it is. That's okay. pretty cl- that's pretty classy. Yeah, it's it actually looks really sharp, which is why I do it. Well, of course. Yeah. John, well, John what is your daily okay, wear doing, face, doing though? I'm, I'm doing it right now. So um, I am... I am. Uh, John just switched to Mickey. No, I did for a second, but I'm, I'm going back to my, my normal face. What is my normal face? What is this thing called again? <laughs> I think Modular. it's resting, bitch face. Modular. I don't like your normal face. I got face. so much. I got so much information on this sucker. 
I am just like, I am being hit in the face with a fire hose full of information. <laughs> I got, cause I, cause the, the thing that I really like is that it gives you more verbose weather information. Mm. Um, so I get, I get the temperature, I get the chance of precipitation, I get the high and the low, and then like the forecast. So that's kind of why. And then I get like, I get like 27 other, um, complications. <laughs> 20, it's it's the most it's the most complications you can get it's so complicated um i've got five complications i got the time and five complications wow that's and a lot damn. of complications and i figure what it's a you know it's about? a it's a square watch anyway um putting around like faux digital face on it is is so passe. denying it's denying its essence um, I switch back a bit. My utility is still my most commonly used face, um, but I've actually been using a bit the, um, which one is this? This is the activity analog face, which has the little dials for your activities. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. um, I like is that, that because one. you've been doing more workouts? Uh, it's be, yeah, a little bit. It's it's nice to keep track of it. I don't love everything about that face because some of it, it's got like weird bubbles around the 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 complications, which I think are not necessary. Like unlike the utility face where it's just like on a background it's got like little like circles surrounding the complications, which I think is a little weird. Um, I also have to put out a, uh, I really, uh, especially in watchOS three where they've added complications to it, the, um, the photos faces, I actually kind of really like those um, because again, like to John's point, it's a square watch and also just having the ability to like, every time you like turn your wrist up, you get like a different picture, um, which I just find, kind of kind of cool it's like it feels very smart watchy um mm-hmm. and certainly it's not like you know always it depends what pictures you get but they're all i think it just pulls from your favorites um so and they added uh two complication options to it as well as opposed to the old one which just had the time um and it looks pretty nice um photos look pretty good on this screen two complications see i'm a three complications man myself for me it's uh current temperature uh day and date this is on mickey and uh, next thing on my calendar, because Mickey, that's the maximum he'll support is three. And yeah, Mickey most, doesn't automatically mm-hmm. show the date. Non-modular. Yeah, that's what I, the utility I've got. The date is built in, which is nice. And then I yeah. have uh, pedometer and temperature and usually time for where, whatever city my girlfriend's in right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is unusually always the furthest away city from Dan on the planet. <laughs> So I don't, I don't go, I don't move that much. So she probably could just stay in one city. Yeah. <laughs> just find that one city. Yeah. Just as far, as far as you can go. Yeah. Um, and I've already, I've already talked about my, um, my movie theater face. Yes. <laughs> so, which the kids, you know, like everybody loves my, my idea for the movie. Is theater. that the watch face you would use, uh, if you were in my basement? Yeah, I would. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. The, it's the face John makes when he's watching movies. <laughs> Um, slightly bemused (laughs) the seats in the Friedman basement movie theater all have USB ports in them just so you know I I knew that already is your basement in an airplane yes yeah and there's always an announcement before the movie (laughs) no note 7 leave leave your Samsung Galaxy notes outside (laughs) in the fire pit Um, Uh, I use no apps on my watch though just none I find, I, you know, I was told, I was mm. promised that Watch OS three was going to make apps so much better, whatever else, and uh, yeah, I have, I have a, a, they still are shitty. I have a proposal about Watch, o, Watch OS four. 
I'm going to throw this okay. out here. Wow. Um, I like switching, being able to swipe back and forth between watch faces. It certainly makes it easier to use other faces, but it occurs to me, it would be kind of cool if you could just designate like apps that were on the left or right, essentially, of the watch face, and then you mm-hmm. could swipe to those apps. Because I feel like there are a couple apps that you would maybe want quicker access to and I feel like having the ability to like swipe over and just be like, oh yeah, here's this app or whatever, um, makes sense to me in terms of like quickly accessing things yeah. in a way that going yeah. via the dock is I kind of a pain. I wouldn't want to lose the face thing though. So faces or apps. I kind of am okay with it because it's not that I find the force press to then swipe through the face gallery. I don't find that onerous in any way. I find that unbearable. Wow. <laughs> but you, you find what unbearable? <laughs> force pressing to change, uh, watch faces yeah we gotta do it to customize anyway so it doesn't really feel like a huge extra step for me but i don't custom i have them already well i mean ideally defined you should be able to set the whole thing right so you could say to dan's point i would always like you know fantastical to be on the left of this watch face and then these three watch faces in a row and then here's where i want my mail okay that's 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 reasonable that's reasonable yeah that's, that's, Dan, that's I'll, Dan I'll wants it. to deny me my watch faces well, in order to get his stupid app idea. <laughs> so how often are you going to the movies and you need to change your watch face? Like, how often are you changing your watch face in general? <laughs> Once a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm in Lex's basement. <laughs> no, I do it. I, I do it every night. Um, Whoa, when, TMI. Uh, <laughs> when, oh, no, when I, when, I, when, I, when I read Hank a book before bed. That's because not movie watching. Watch face when you read No, I know, but I mean, but... It's like sometimes he just like he'll like if the if I roll my wrist over as we're sitting there, um, he will get interested in the watch, and I don't uh, want him to to like easier to change you know. the watch than the sun. Is that <laughs> yeah, well? <laughs> I figure if I if I keep that up, he won't get into that habit. Oh, well, there you go. So I'm doing both. Okay, smart. Excellent. Ass. No, yeah. <laughs> Le- message received. My kids love when they see any Apple Watch. They want to get to the ability for them to draw. And they haven't figured out that in you know the new OS that it's it's not as simple as pressing the side button and then tapping on somebody, which uh-huh. is how they used to do it. Yeah. Um, so now they don't know how, which is why I don't know why I showed them that I could make it so they could tap on Mickey and he would speak the time aloud, but I did show them, and now it's all they want to do all the time. Sure. Yeah, that was that um, was wait, well. Wait, wait until they're twelve; they lose that. They lose interest in that because I I showed him that and he kind of rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was much cooler than he did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like that he doesn't just say the time. He also like is contextually aware. Like it's yes. six thirty-two. Good evening. <laughs> like, yeah. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's not even my best, but thank you. Yeah, pass the cheese, please. <laughs> um, I uh, happened to donate to some political candidates this week, and got my first experience using uh, Apple Pay through the web browser. And oh, then approving it, approving it on my watch. It was great. It's fantastic. It worked like a charm. I made several <laughs> several donations, and um, all you have to do is like double tap on the button. It comes up. It was a little, you know, it was. It could have been faster, I guess, but um, but it still worked great. So now here's my I'm, question. I'm a fan. How does does the website have to enable it, or is it supposed to be at any website that takes credit cards? Uh, I. I would think it has to enable it because yeah, because it's a it's a distinct it's a distinctly different button on the website than it is for credit cards. There's a credit card button and then there's an Apple Pay. It's like this website has 
notice that you use Apple Pay. Would you like to pay with Apple Pay? God, I want to Apple Pay on a website, but I can't. And I these, well, these allow me to help you. I've set up a website where you can Apple Pay me money. <laughs> Just it's to test out this feature. dot Paydan.org. <laughs> Biz. <laughs> I'm registering that now. <laughs> um, these these uh, all used a um, the same payment mechanism. Um, there's like mm-hmm. a you know some company created this, um, or I, I guess it's actually a uh, like a not nonprofit created this system for candidates to use freely, or so that they can beat the you know the devils that we're fighting <laughs> he's not he's not exaggerating that's a literal, literal <laughs> yeah devils. right right um can i um can i throw in some some i echo- think all the candidates are great <laughs> <laughs> wrong <laughs> can i throw in some echo news please <clears throat> uh they uh amazon updated the echoes last week um, with this new Echo Spatial Perception feature that they talked about when they updated the uh, Echo Dot, which yeah. is the idea that you can basically, if you have multiple Echoes in your house, uh, they work together to try and figure out which of them should handle your request. So um, I basically said, I, so it used to be the Echo in my uh, office responded to Echo, whereas the Echo in my kitchen responded to Alexa because otherwise they got confused. And so now I have set them both to Alexa um, and I noticed that one just lit up because it heard me say the words. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. Play Bon Jovi. Play Bon Jovi. I, this is why we wear headphones while podcasting. Um, Freebird. <laughs> we'll take a ten-minute inter- interlude while Freebird plays now. Um, Do we have the rights for that? And um, it actually works pretty well because I can stand in my living room and trigger it and see them both light up, but only one of them will answer. Um, boy do you know how to have fun <laughs> it's my only we can't, friend we can't all take we can't all take pictures of your kids Lex <laughs> not not after the restraining order yeah. <laughs> no that, that that is a cool I mean we only have the one Echo right now but that is cool well it's, it's it strikes me as something that Apple needs to be doing better with, with Siri um, because I don't feel like it's okay oh, yeah. with the watch and the phone because they seem to talk to each other and only one of them generally responds although yeah you can it's, confuse I, them right I, well I, only one tends to respond and sometimes it's not the one that i'm trying to get yes. like th- this was the other topic i wanted to get to because you know walt mossberg had a piece where he kind of questioned why a series so fucking stupid i don't think that was his headline but still it was pretty close um, yeah. i i had my apple watch today and i push in the crown and i'm talking to siri and for, you know sometimes oh no i didn't push in the crown i just flicked it up and said the trigger words to get siri to start listening um and my watch totally ignored me and my phone which was across the room heard and totally mistranscribed what it was that i was trying to set a reminder for um in fact it transcribed the words apple watch at one point even though i hadn't spoken them um <laughs> i said remind me to give liam an apple at dinner tonight at 6 p.m. because he wanted an apple at breakfast but uh, you don't care anyway the point was it said instead remind <laughs> too me about busy apple taking watch. pictures of him it didn't get the time it didn't get it's into it and it was like the wrong device and like it's true walt is not wrong uh siri should be about a he thousand a lot, times better than it you is you have right a lot now. more problems with it than i do <laughs> i i'm with lex on this one i, I find it yeah in, in i don't know very i mean complicated I, again i i find it works on the watch for me almost all the time um and I don't, I used to have it turned on on my iPad, which is the only thing that was like usually lying out in the open. And then I finally turned it off because I realized I just, I don't use it on the well, iPad. Of, 
Right. Um, and so, and then, so I have it on the phone and sometimes I, occasionally I use it on the phone, but usually the phone's in my pocket. So I'm almost always just going for the watch. But there's so many limits on what it can do on the watch. Like, because so many oh. things, like it kicks you to the phone but, if you want to do stuff. But most of the stuff that I want to do, well, so where I'm doing hands-free stuff is stuff that it can do but this is this is i think the crux of the walt mossberg piece um where he talked to the apple you know the the developers engineers working on it and they said we basically optimized for the stuff we think people do rather than those sort of long tail queries that people ask um Mm -hmm. where it can't provide good answers and i think the issue there is you end up with something that feels very much like a chicken and an egg problem because does nobody use it because it's not very good at those things yeah yeah I'm, and i'm not saying i'm not saying that it, it shouldn't do more because i think it should do more but um and the thing that i really wish that it would do is be able to like recognize that we were just talking about something and what i want to do Context, is related yeah. to that and, thing that we were just talking in theory, about they claim that it could do that but it really can't i will say that I I think you guys know, like, I use Siri a lot. I consider myself, frankly, a Siri power user, if you will. But setting appointments with Siri sucks in iOS 10. Well, I her schedule is so is. busy, it's really hard to get yeah. a time in to see her. <laughs> she'll, she'll never take my calls. But, you know, I, I say, hey, make an appointment for this time on this date and call it this. First of all, I always phrase it that way. And that's not how you're supposed to phrase it because it always calls the meeting and call it <laughs> whatever I said, uh, which is extremely frustrating. And it just it doesn't do what you want it to do and then if i'm like if if it sets and it gets the meeting wrong like rename it to whatever and then it'll almost always say what do you want to be reminded about and we weren't setting a reminder i wasn't asking for a reminder i don't know what the hell you're even talking about and it's like i repeat myself to echo um maybe five percent of the time and i have to clarify with siri at least 50% of the time. And, and they do have different use cases to certain degrees, which is fine. Like um, series is when you want to have a sucky interaction. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> some of these problems, I think the things that frustrates me are these uh, being aware of the limitations that are really kind of difficult engineering problems, but are things that are very yeah. common the way they use them. For example, I wrote a column on Macworld last week about stuff like this. And, and the biggest problem, you know, for me... Try to use anything, try to separate two commands with the word and to any voice-based assistant. And it doesn't work, right? They don't understand No, there's one that actually supports it. Oh, really? Which one is that? It's... See, well, it would be good if I had that answer uh, on demand, but I don't. But there's one (laughs) app-based hound, I think. Oh, hound? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, like, the frustration comes to me with, like, anything where it's like, hey, you know, hey, uh, hey, friendly lady uh add add bananas and milk and orange juice to my shopping list and it adds one item bananas and milk and orange juice and it's like that's yeah. not a problem like if i if i called up lex hey, and said lady. add bananas and milk and orange juice to my shopping list <laughs> lex would say why are you calling me about your shopping list but then he would know add them as separate items because he's an intelligent human being yeah but, but until well, I, I appreciate that and, nice and, thing anybody's you're ever you're, you're at least five percent smarter than siri um and it's you know until it can handle simple linguistic constructs like that like you know there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of limitations and a lot of like you, you know how much how much time do you want to spend adapting yourself to the way that it works rather than having it adapt to you like at what this point is does that these that companies to be doing okay google I think if you're saying, hey, 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 friendly lady, you might be talking into a uh, Mr. Microphone. (laughs) I think that we should end the podcast today by just calling out all the trigger words we know for (laughs) smart assistants. Uh, First, we should issue a trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, friendly lady, I'll be back to ask you a question later. (laughs) Yeah, I need a trigger warning for that.
Alexa, play free bird. <laughs> trigger warning for the idea of me driving around in a convertible harassing women. Hey, <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. No, I think you should not do that. I'm not. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, you should that get commercial in a com- would not that commercial would not play well today. You should get in a convertible <laughs> and, and drive around so. and just start like trying to trigger everybody's virtual assistants though. 